What's up, guys? Welcome to Third Pedal Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Jacob. Welcome back to the show. Um, today we've got some interesting stuff. We talked about <laughs> uh, we found a new page on a um pretty popular website on the internet. I don't want to give any spoilers here, but some interesting stuff. Maybe a new section of the show we're gonna yep. be starting. I don't remember um, what we called it. <laughs> Digital diagnostics. Digital diagnostics. Um, and then we talk about a um, drug dealer who has a pretty fantastic, former drug dealer, locked up, pretty fantastic <laughs> card collection. Um, and then some really interesting tips and tricks on selling and buying cards using Marketplace, Craigslist, that type of stuff, some do's and don'ts. So stick around for that. Okay. Forget the agenda we had. <laughs> We're on Craigslist now. Welcome back to Third Panel Podcast, everybody. Um, did you know that Craigslist has an automotive discussion forum available just for anybody? Because we didn't. And now we're... What is that super short one? I can't read your screen. What okay, so say? there's... I don't know how to read what I'm looking at here. I think it's just all forum thread stuff, but it's super terrible interface. But this one is just called mirror adjustment. So I clicked it. And it's just a post that says, be sure your mirror is correctly adjusted. Malicious maladjusters can cause a wreck. Malicious maladjusters. I don't know if that's like subliminal messaging for something, but... Yeah, I feel like some people are speaking through code using probably. these things to launder Here's money one. or whatever. I pissed a few people off. That's the name of the t- post. I parked around the corner and walked up to the pump with five-gallon gas can. What? Oh, I'm within a thing about gas stations. Okay, let's go to a different one. I was going to say, oh, that's a weird flex. Airlift rear bag suspension and shocks. How important is the quality of rear shocks with airlift overloaded bags since you keep a minimum of 7 to 12 pounds? Okay, so it's literally just Wait discussion. Wait but there's no comments or whatever. So how do you, how it's do they this. get any? It's all these things. These are comments. Oh. Regular performance. Okay. Those are replies to the thread. Okay, I see. Now I see the format. Okay, so what's this one? Used transmission fluid for winter heat. I have over a thousand gallons of used transmission fluid that has been settling in tanks for over four years. It burns great. Just as it is. <laughs> that, how do you have a thousand? Wait a minute. You, how are you burning transmission <laughs> fluid? I don't think you're supposed to do that. Are you? I doubt it. If we have catalytic converters on close, yeah, right. Imagine? You could probably run it in a Cummins, though. I bet. Seems Wait, like what you can run the, anything in a this diesel. This other post. Hey, what do you get when you mix one gallon of bad gas with four gallons of good gas? <laughs> Five gallons of medium gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five <laughs> gallons of okay gas. This is so weird. I, I want an account now. Do you have to have an account? or how, Is this all anonymous? Reply to this post. You have to have a Craigslist okay. account. That's okay. got to be easy to get. Wait. Okay. So I got stuck fixing my girlfriend's Volkswagen. <laughs> oh, he's pissed. <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. So, oh, so he keep says... Out, keep out all those words. <laughs> he says P-O-S of poop so wait it's a piece of pos poop. it's of? a piece of poop of poop anyways oh. the fuel pump went out as i suspected but try to tell her that oh, man, oh, wow. this guy. so then it still went to start i kind of broke the connector to the fuel pump <laughs> back to the junkyard the connector cracked off so it wasn't making the connect it needed those connectors are a pain in the butt <laughs> <laughs> and just that that's the whole post there's no backstory just, to that can we can we start an account and just give bad advice to the questions that asked fun. that would be really this fun. might be a new subsection of the show i think it is i mean it is already now you guys are with us discovering this oh here we go okay who likes a mystery oh all right one. this will be the last one we read okay i have a 2001 ford explorer sport two-door 
Oh, this, okay, yeah. This is what we're going to do now, is we're going to read one of these and then try to solve it together. Yeah. That's for sure what we're going to do. Yeah, 100%. Okay. We're solving this guy's problem. That's probably where your brain was. I don't know where I was thinking. Um, oh, okay. No, no, no. I meant, like, we're going to mess with people and oh, give them 100%. all of the wrong answers. <laughs> so what you're going to need to do is Check you take a gallon of antifreeze, <laughs> right? Take a gallon of antifreeze. You're going to put that in your engine. It's going to stop the gas Keep from freezing, freezing up. <laughs> That's right. All right. Who likes a mystery? I have a 2001 Ford Explorer Sport. Two-door. V6, 4-liter, automatic transmission, four-wheel drive, 80,000 miles on it. 2001 with 80,000 miles, not bad. Um, I've been using this as my daily driver for the past three years. I drive about 5,000 miles a year. About wow. six months ago... You're I not started, driving daily at 5,000 miles a year. Correct. I'm um, driving far. About six months ago, I started finding a petroleum-based liquid drops on my driveway. <laughs> Only five drops in a distinct pattern on the driveway after each use. <laughs> The pattern is a C-shape between the two front wheels and next to the AC condenser water. Okay. I took it to my local garage. Yes, they are reputable. Um, who put it on the lift and couldn't define a source. He noticed the liquid. Why does he keep putting quotes around liquid? <laughs> was slung on the inside of the driver's side tire and wheel. And then it trailed all the way back past the catalytic converter. He thought it was being slung on the wheel by the front transfer case drive shaft. Okay. So descriptive. Yeah, he's really in it. We are two paragraphs into this multi-paragraph thing. This liquid is on the underside of the front of the engine girdle. <laughs> lower oil pan. Just say lower oil pan. Uh, the front wheel transfer case, the transmission shift linkage, passenger side, and the cross member of the frame and the rear engine mount. And the front exhaust Y looks like it's burned off quite a bit of the stuff. I wonder if it smells like it. I wonder what it smells like coming off. Uh, now, I have a feeling the car smells like cigarettes anyways. Yeah. Just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> Now I don't know, just someone who's posting on Craigslist <laughs> forums. Now here's the, prejudging. Here's the mystery. <laughs> when inspected, the front transfer case lube was low. The trouble is this liquid is clear and does not smell like gear oil. I don't believe that. Um, the condition started prior to my last oil change, and I have about three thousand miles on that change. So if it were engine oil, it should it should no longer be clear, correct? And it would smell like oil and gas. By the way, I use synthetic blend of oil. Okay. Also. If there was automatic transmission fluid from the transmission or hydraulic power steering pump, it would be red. There are no apparent major engine seals leaking, uh, no excess wear in the front uh, or rear main seals, and there's no change in engine oil level since the oil change. My mechanic put some dye in the engine oil to see if it's motor oil, and I'm thinking about getting underneath with the pressure washer degreaser to clean it off and see if that's where it's coming from or somewhere else. So any of you gear-headed sleuths want to try and figure this one out, Thanks if you do. I will take all recommendations to my mechanic next week when I go back. How long ago was this posted? This was posted on th- a couple weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Oh, there's tons of replies to it. Yeah. So what okay. do you think? For sure, wash it. Yeah. That would be- I was going to say too, that's the first step is degrease the it, crap out of it. Clean it and then just like check it every day. Yeah. I guess if you're daily, dry, like just check on it every day. See if you see a new drip coming from somewhere. Yep. That'd yep. be the easiest thing. Yep. Yeah, that's where I would start. It's- it has to have some sort of smell or something to it. It's got it. It's like right? everything smells like something. I mean, the, so this guy, I was reading some comments on it. Um, the first one is no mystery. He does quotes. The front transfer case lube was low is all you need to know. <laughs> and then yeah, that seems like the most obvious. Yep. And then he comments back, but it doesn't smell like gear oil. And then wait, wait. Yep. It doesn't smell. He <laughs> just like, on the crown and no like, he's doing what you do is you go no, like this you know you go like this and then you taste it or you smell it you're like you dip don't taste it don't taste it but everybody tastes it <laughs> wait that's 
do you know the difference between what transmission fluid, gear oil, engine oil, and what other uh, like other what? kind of coolants and lubricants and stuff smell like? Yes, that much really. Yes, you definitely do too. Okay. Have you ever smelled gear oil? It's Maybe like not super pungent. Yeah. Oh, you okay. can't stand the smell of it. I have a sweater that will always smell like it. Gotcha. You can definitely tell if it's gear lube. Now, what he just posted, I don't know if this is true. He said, oops, Google answered my question. And he did what kind of fluid goes in a front differential. And it said mineral oil. But I don't think that's true. Mineral oil. That doesn't sound right. I don't think that. That goes in where? Transfer case? Yeah. It could be your problem. Yeah, for putting mineral oil in there, right? I don't know what you're doing with mineral oil. I don't think that's uh, for that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, for sure, I'm with you. Like, the first step for sure is pressure washing the bottom. Use like the nice degreaser and like spray yep. it, let it soak, rinse it all off, let it be clean. Yep. Um, and then what I like to do is put, um, I forget what car I did this on, but I couldn't tell if it was. I think it was on the Porsche. I couldn't tell if it was the engine oil leaking or if it was the power steering fluid because I was looking for the color. And like he says. It would be red. You'd notice it, but on the pavement when it's wet, it's, it's tough. You can't yeah, see. unless it's well, like pool, also, it's hard to see. If it's dripping out of something, yeah. and then running down and collecting all the other dirt yep. and junk too, like it might have started red. Yep. Also, how like if that was a fresh change or not? Yeah, if not, yeah. If it's already darkened oil and grease and stuff in there, yeah. and then it drips down and collects everything else and mixes with water and whatever and hits the ground. Yeah, it's gonna look totally different. Yeah, because he's already got the pattern down. So like what I've done is put we had like poster board, like white poster board. Yeah, um, or even like paper or something if you really know where it is. But sit it underneath where you know it's coming from, and then let it drip down a couple times because then at least you can get like a better. You can pull it off the concrete and like right. analyze it, get check a it out or whatever stuff. Um, so maybe that can help him find it. But yeah, I don't know. They should have like uh, like I have test strips for my pool. Oh you yeah, dip them down and it shows like hey, how much chlorine, cool. how much this, how much that. You, have. you could like sample it. Oh, dude, this could be. This is our thing. We can make. That'd it's a like product. a little, um, like you know what the like the cops use to like they like dip it in whatever and then they shake it and they're like yeah yeah. If Test it's for this, it'll be stuff. purple. If it's yeah. this, it's orange. And they're just like, shaking for your really for your cool. next you the next five years of your life. And <laughs> shake the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two hours later. All <laughs> yeah, right. It's um, not green yet, but we're still betting on it. It's starting. That would be that would be an interesting product. I don't know how that would be. Like I don't know how you'd have to figure out a chemical that reacts different with different types of right. sort of petroleum based. Yeah, products. I wonder if you could because if it's like a certain, if it's like anything that's in cool, at least then you could tell. Like coolant is pretty easy because it smells really really weird. But maybe I don't know if you could do something or maybe maybe you could if you didn't know you like put the dye in one thing and then if it's if it's in that thing it'll react in turn. So then at least you could tell like okay is this oil or is it not? You swab it, you do the mm, thing, shake mm-hmm, it. If it didn't mm-hmm. turn, it's not that thing kind of thing. You could start really easiest way out. to do it would be to have re-engineer all of the fluids for the car that then they <laughs> they come with a specific set of different That'd chemicals cool. added to them yeah that if they leak you test it and it shows or, exactly what it is it could just be your additive like maybe we, there's just an additive kit so then like hmm. whatever fluids you use you just like drop it in or whatever yep. so you'd like put yep. a little bit in your washer fluid and a little bit in your coolant and a little bit in this and yep yep and then that reacts differently with the little it'd be it'd be best to make it like almost like a some type of absorbent paper type of thing. Yeah. Because that's that's what the pool thing is. It's a paper strip yep. that has little dots of foam on it. And you dip it and then you hold it up next to the bottle. The bottle has the key code for Interesting. it. And so depending on how dark of what color it is, that's how much is, is oh, really? in it. Yeah, because it's testing chlorine and hardness and oh, alkalinity okay. and stuff okay. like that. But if you had it as like a little swatch or whatever, yeah. like say it's in like a little post-it note type of thing, yeah. and you pull it off. Because then you can absorb it from the concrete or whatever. You know, like kind of mm. hold it on there and then pull it up. And it can, whatever color it turns is what fluid is leaking. That's good. That'd be a way to do it. Yeah. And then you just have a little additive kit. It comes with like five bottles. Yeah. Put a little bit in each one. Yeah. 
You just like put a little bit of food coloring in each thing. And yeah, I can for sure see that voiding warranties. A hundred percent. Yeah. But hey, new additive 2001 leads with 80,000 miles. It doesn't have a warranty yeah. anyway. So it'd be great for used cars. So I have a last one more to read just because the title. Wait. Okay. Two of them. Which one do you think we should read? One is battery exploded with exclamation point by finger of death. And then another one is when I was a kid, I grew up next to a quarter. <laughs> what? A quarter? I'm just going to see how long that one is. Oh, mile paved oil or oval. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. It was like, oh, so the the so the subject is just the part of part of the first sentence. Is that how it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or was he it just? Is the, that like a? Is that like clickbait for Craigslist forums? I don't know. I don't think. I think he typed it wrong. Maybe. I think that's what happened. Like maybe he didn't type a title. He typed a thing and it just pulled it for the title. Maybe. Um, this one battery exploded. This is the last one I'll read because okay. this could be. You guys should check this out for sure in your own city. If you f- see a really funny one, share it with yes. us. We'd love to see it. Yes. Um, battery exploded. This is not what you're thinking. <laughs> this is a 1,500-pound forklift battery. Yikes. When I started work this morning, I noticed one of our forklifts wouldn't move. Wouldn't move. Can't talk. When I would turn it on, it would have an error message on the screen. And at one point, it's a low battery. So I decided to change the battery out for a fully charged one. We have one of those battery chargers, and it's basically a pallet jack with rollers on it. After removing the battery and putting it on the rollers at the chargers, I plugged it into a charger. Then I started loading the charge battery onto the changer. Bang. It sounded like a rifle shot. I about pooped myself. <laughs> it appears that only one cell went off. And although I and although I could smell acid, I didn't get splashed. Good. Jeez, dude. Good. Looking at the battery, it does not look like much happened, but the plastic top is broken on one cell the forklift worked fine after changing the battery thinking the battery had a short or something when they get low uh they go on the lift but you can usually still drive on them um pretty far so that gets them to the charger service guy from the place came in and said the batteries are old but when (laughs) the guy came in and said the batteries are old batteries explode i've seen it before no big deal (laughs) yikes dude wow hey 1500 pound battery that's nuts. Like pallet jack battery. Yeah. My motorcycle weighs 500 pounds. That's insane. So three motorcycles of battery and it explodes and the service guy's like, happens. Um, Did you know dad doesn't really have a thumbprint on one hand from battery acid? What? <laughs> we just talked about it. He's like, I've told you guys about this. I'm like, no. You do not. Should, and we call, should we phone him real quick? Apparently. To tell the story? <laughs> no, it's not too much. Okay. He was trying to hold, apparently. Well, dad, yeah, you're listening, dad. So tell us if I'm wrong. But he was like trying to put a battery in a car. He was just telling me about this when we put the boat battery in. He was trying to hold it. And like put a bolt on or whatever with yeah. it. And all of a sudden he like felt it burning. And he's like, I'm pretty close. I can get it done. So he like did it. Cause he said, I said something about battery has to get on you. He's like, doesn't hurt at first, but it like takes a second. I was like, how do you know? <laughs> like, tell he's me like, more. Well, yeah. So he said when he was holding it, he was like trying to get a bolt on to mount it. And like he was holding it, supporting it. He didn't want to let it go. And he thought he had it, but then it was like starting to hurt. And he's like, ah, oh, crap. And he's like going. So then he went and washed it off after. And it, it apparently burnt his thumb really bad. It was super nasty for like a year. Um, but he said even now he said for the longest time he didn't have a thumbprint and then it like came back wow. but like now he was just doing the TSA pre-check and it took forever to get his thumbprint in and he's like yeah sorry it burns off with battery acid and I'm like not the thing they want to hear yeah right <laughs> like oh sorry my sorry bad. I'm a fugitive yeah, yeah, yeah sorry just trying to hide it so. but anyway so yeah That's there you crazy. go the Craigslist so if you go to Craigslist in your area under forums it's automotive viewer discretion is advised but is it's, it is it unregulated? Is that Craigslist oh, forums? Yeah, it's yeah. Craigslist is the original fortune, I think. Oh, there's some stuff on there. They're still rolling, dude. They're crushing. Haven't changed their design since. Not whenever. Since the beginning. It right? says 2023 at the bottom, but 
don't believe you. Yeah, 1993, though, is kind of what it looks like. But anyway, so there you go. Apparently, that's the section. We are definitely going to diagnose cars every episode now. That's great. Yep. That's super great. Yep. So we think for this guy, if you're listening, if you happen to be listening, that'd be funny to post the link There's to the episode. There's a 0% then... chance this guy goes on YouTube, he right? Lives in what do you think? Area. Does he? I don't know. Should message him. See if we can fix his car. That'd be kind of fun. That'd, <laughs> that'd be, be like a... That would be kind of cool. We're not... I mean, we may be no better at it than he is, though, to be fair. It's not like we're mechanics. I didn't know you could you know go on I mean? Craigslist and post about it. So, yeah, <laughs> he's better. Dude, think about all of the places you think about posting. Never <laughs> once have I been like, I wonder if Craigslist. Knows. I wonder if there's anybody on Craigslist who knows how to fix this car? Because it's also just open forum, all yeah. of automotive. Right. Just think about posting on a Facebook group about your specific niche of car. Like you're down to the like year and engine type and model range. Like they have those very specific Facebook groups, and it's even hard sometimes getting answers on there. Because there's so much activity or no activity, like it's hit or miss. But yeah, can you imagine being like, I don't know, Thunder Dragon 582 says I should do yeah. this. So yeah, it's like not even because at least on Facebook you can click and like see the person's profile and be like, you know what? Like I've had that before. People comment something, you click on their profile, and you're like, oh, they have like a whole barn full of 944s right. in their cover like, photo. Okay, they probably know. They what they're seem doing. legit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus this is just like just anonymous anybody. forum posting. Yeah. So anyway, that's funny. There you go. Didn't know that exists on Craigslist. Good open for the episode, I guess. So speaking of, so what are we going to call this? Answer the internet? I like answer, it. Answer the internet? Answer the internet. All right. New section on Third Pedal Podcast, answer the internet. Um, and then you already said a bunch of things. digital diagnostics. I like that way better. <laughs> digital diagnostics. That's what it is. Digital diagnostics. Um, post them on our Facebook crew page, though. If you guys yes. find some, especially if they're funny ones. Yeah. I mean, if it's like a very intricate fix on something and then we're not really going to know about that, you can yeah. keep it to yourself. Or troll your own area and just post a random one. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> post your replies and stuff. Hey, we should do a troll post. <laughs> that would be fun. I tried peanut butter. <laughs> like a very Tim Robinson type of one. <laughs> they told me to put <laughs> crunchy peanut butter in the valves. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How much time do we have left? Can we I, rock I, another story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got okay. story, and then we're going to talk about some more marketplace stuff. If you're stuff. still with yeah. us. Um, so I saw this story. This isn't a brand, This didn't just break or whatever, but I okay. had never heard about it. And um, I'd be surprised if many other people have heard about it. It's, it was just uh, because it's not necessarily directly car related. But okay. of course, car people then found the story and were like, this is actually very interesting. Okay. Um, I'm in. So it, the story Comfy. is centered around a man named Corey Taylor. Um, I believe he is in prison right now okay i think so i don't know if he's we're crushing it week to week on the prison stories here yeah so i don't know if he's if he's still or i i would guess so um (laughs) so anyways oh yeah judging by the title i bet he's i bet he's i think so yeah you don't usually get get anything trafficker and get out you know what i mean (laughs) so drug traffickers incredible collection of dream cars i won't read the rest (laughs) of it because i want to go through it Yeah. yeah, you don't get to traffic anything and, and get out of jail. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so just to the story, uh, this guy was a um, pretty notorious uh, drug trafficker. Um, seemed like mostly marijuana, which okay. I know it's illegal still in a lot of places. It's, yep. It just seems like kind of like it. So he picked like, the wrong state. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you could have just moved like right. four hours away right. and you would have ran a legitimate business. Wouldn't have been a... All the billboards on the way here tell me that that would not be that hard of a job. <laughs> it's to- totally... So this this may have... No, it, says it wasn't long ago. It's 2022. Anyways. Um, Are you sure it was marijuana? Uh, I mean, I guess a, we should it stop... It was a lot of it, to be fair. It was a lot of it. Um, so 
Okay. Uh, so it was Massachusetts area. He ran a huge marijuana trafficking operation. Um, he was caught with 138 There pounds. it is. Okay. So it was a r- routine traffic stop. So a dude gets pulled over for whatever. Didn't do a turn signal or something. Um, and this is how it went. You ready? We're going <laughs> to... just read a little bit of it. Go you're for gonna, it. We're going to role play the, the... I'm assuming he didn't... He wasn't like, what's your badge number? You know? <laughs> I'm assuming he was probably keeping it low I'm key. I'm not driving. I'm traveling. <laughs> yeah. I think he was keeping it pretty low key knowing that yeah. he had a few keys in the car. <laughs> what did he get pulled over um, in? First of all, uh, it was a van. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was made. This feels like profiling, supposedly making a delivery to a man named Juan. I don't feel like th- that feels like that was unnecessary. <laughs> Come on, man. Whoever wrote this article. But anyway, so he gets pulled over during a routine traffic stop. This is how it went. So, Are you the cop or am I the guy? What's the. Uh, you be the guy. Okay. 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 Roll down your window. I'm, I'm nervous. So I'm- yeah, no, just roll down your window. Knock again I'm nervous. Uh, good evening, sir, officer. Do you know what? Yeah, step on the car. <laughs> <laughs> One sniff. Dude had 138 pounds of marijuana in the vehicle. In the vehicle with him. Wow. 138 pounds. Now, okay, some wow. drugs are denser than others. I don't know if you know this. I don't. Some drugs are more dense than others. Um, I would argue that marijuana is the least dense drug. <laughs> yeah. You mean the leaf one? <laughs> like a pound is like a lot. Right. Like a. Right. I'm now, I don't know the m- if amount. If anybody actually has bought weed before and knows more about, they may be like, these guys have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I've never show, bought it, our cards. It, whatever. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Never physically seen it in person. It's like a pound, like, or is a pound? No, I've seen like a pound, like a gallon plastic bag. Like, it's a big amount. Cause it's like flour and stuff, you know. Yeah. So now that we're flagged, let's really, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Are we? Yeah. This is We're not great. We're not monetized, anyways. <laughs> <who cares? laughs> so, but it's like a lot. So, like 138 pounds is like, and you can vacuum compress stuff. But dude, I see why he's in the van. Like a, yeah, you need it for 138 That's... pounds. That's the whole cargo. So, what movie is that? The movie with uh, Andy from uh, I don't know his real name from Parks and Rec, or uh, Andy from The Office. And oh, he's, yeah, it's like different people. Yeah, and he. Nard Dog? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. And he, uh, it's him and Jennifer Aniston, and they. Oh yeah, they're on like they're the, the RV. Yeah. They, like, what's that movie the called? Uh, I never watched it. It's we just watched it not long ago. It's pretty funny. I mean, it's not great, but it's yeah, pretty yeah. funny. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, that's the whole premise. Is like they they pack the thing to the gills with drugs. <laughs> it's like coming out of every cabinet and everything, and then they keep getting pulled over and keep getting out of it barely. But sketch to watch that's that a, movie. Yeah, dude, missed opportunity. You, Should have posed. We got Breaking family. Bad. We've got whatever that movie's called. And yeah, if he just had like yeah, he could have. Never mind. One hundred thirty eight pounds of marijuana. It's a lot of marijuana. Um, supposedly making a delivery. Um. So back at his drug headquarters, HQ, um, which really cool. He had a, um, what's the word for it? Historical. I was like antique vintage. No, it's a building. Historical firehouse that he had converted into like a huge luxury condo. Wow. Super cool looking property. Um, so he had 24 illegal weapons. He should have called it. The smoke station or something like that. <laughs> I bet he had a cool name for it. I bet he had a cool name for it. I'd love to know. The flames. So it said there's I read another article that said there were an extra 183 pounds of marijuana back at that place. This Holy says 50 God. pounds of marijuana. So 
Wait, slot what, regardless. What else is there? Stacks of cash. So $4 million of cash and a kitty cat. <laughs> okay. I think this guy who wrote this is kind of weird. <laughs> there's like some random detail thrown in. Supposedly making a delivery to a man named Juan and there's a kitty cat. So I read another article that was a little more professional. But anyways. So anyways, the reason we're talking about this guy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got a little lost there in the story, didn't I? Uh, so dude gets pulled over with tons of drugs. So he's running this big uh, drug trafficking ring. Um, and one of the things I said to you before we started was like, um, like there's that saying, like if I, if I ever won the lottery, I would never tell anybody, but there'd be signs. <laughs> yeah. It's like the yeah. same type of deal with him. Yeah. And in the car world, it's like, oh, I'd have all these crazy cars. Yeah. So dude had... Um, at his fire station headquarters, the smokehouse or whatever we're going to call it, he had um, eight cars, which is like, okay, eight cars. You That's know, it's a reasonable it's collection. More cars than most people. Okay. Not yeah. super crazy. They're all like rare JDM. Nice. Desirable cars. Nice. So like Mark IV Supras. No one suspected him. <laughs> well, to be fair, if, if there was a guy I saw locally that was like, if he, if they, if he had a type of car... That I would be like, that guy might be doing drugs. It'd probably not be like Supras and stuff. Fair. It'd be like Ferraris and like. It'd be Bentleys. Bentleys with 24s and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, that guy might yeah. be selling yeah. drugs. Yeah. Uh, like murdered out M6s and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, that's more yeah. what I would picture. Yeah. But he sounds like, like very pristine. Weird. Like rare JDM yeah. cars. So this is a, fo- a photo of a bunch of, they were cool. all auctioned off last year. So don't follow anything about this guy except his car taste. Yeah, right. That, sorry for that long yeah, intro. That was, we might cut How that Zach out. How Zach introed this story to me was like, hey, you know that whole thing about like if I won the lottery, there'd be signs. This drug dealer, it's crazy thing with the drug dealer, but he had a cool car collection. <laughs> yeah. So just had to, uh, so it was a bunch of... Wow, a bunch of Supras. There were um, 27 total vehicles. Oh. Um, a lot of those, were, I believe it was 12 Mark IV Supras. Wow. All with like why would you ten thousand miles, ten to fifty thousand miles, like low mile, nice supers. Why would you own that many of one kind of car though? Well, here's the thing. Um he was selling drugs. <laughs> there weren't a lot of smart decisions being made. Um I I think what happened here's was he made his first like hundred grand. Yeah. And he was like I'm going to get a Supra. I'm going to buy the best Supra I can possibly get. And he probably spent a pretty penny on it, yep. getting it over here and everything. Yep. And then he made a million dollars. And he was like, you know, it's cooler than one Supra? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> I think realistically, because what do you do? I mean, on, on, a, on a smart criminal note, um, having many of the same car yeah. It doesn't look as suspicious as having a bunch of different cars. Yeah. Like if he was in a new car every yeah. day, he was in a new car every day. Right. But if he was in a different type of car every day, it'd right. be like, what is happening? Yeah. But if every day he's pulling out of this garage in this in the same Supra, yeah. supposedly. Right. And he's got black ones and silver ones and white ones and stuff yeah. like that. But it's not like he, he has just looks red, like a weird yellow. Gearhead. He doesn't yeah, have yeah. the whole rainbow of right. colored supras either. Right. So yeah, yeah it looks that's what he was working normal. towards. <laughs> and it's like a nineties, you know, yeah. JDM car. It doesn't necessarily look super flashy and whatever, yeah. but it's like super cool. So I, he had um R thirty three and R thirty four wow. um GTRs, um BMW M threes, like E forty six BMW M threes. Um Man, other than the drugs, this guy would have loved this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he would have yeah, I never noticed if you look at that picture, the black one, I never noticed how much the GR eighty six kind of looks like one. Oh, is that what you were looking that for? Yeah. Looking that up for? Yeah, like yeah, the... Pretty similar. Like the lights and everything on the front? Mm-hmm. It really looks like an old Supra. 
You know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but the Mark IV Super is a really good looking car. Yep. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> no, I wanted to preface it that way. <laughs> they just did a really good job. Yeah, they know? did. I think it it's a great well. long car. Big, big body, like nice long car. So yeah, that's an E92, I believe. Okay. M3. So just a whole host of of cool cars. So he had some Evos. What happened to S2000s. them? S2000s. They all got auctioned off. Oh, yeah, wow. They got seized and auctioned. So we had eight at his um, firehouse, the smokehouse, converted yep. to the condo and yep. everything. Um, along with $4 million in cash. So he ran out of available Supras, is my guess, because he had like 12 Supras and then all these other cars, 27 cars. And then he's like, I can't, I don't have any more room. Because then he had a giant temperature-controlled garage on his mom's property. I'm guessing it was in a different area, another state or something. Um, that's where the rest of them were. That's oh where gosh. 19 of them, I guess, were that's in, crazy. This, in this storage to that's keep quite them the all collection. clean and nice. So yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, you know, drug bust, but what he spent his money on. You know, it's like, it's like if yeah. I, if I make millions of dollars selling drugs, like I'm not going to tell anybody, obviously, but there's right. going to be signs. I'm right. going to have a garage on my mom's property with 19, <laughs> like rare, right. Rare JDM cars. That is interesting though. He's like, I could spend $200,000 on a Ferrari or right. me out or buy a bunch of them or Supras. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Cause like, this is a, this is an Integra type R, right? Honda, yeah. and Honda Integra. Like weirdly good car taste. Yeah. Not like, great decision-making skills, but great car taste. Well, these are clean. I I would say he, um, I would say the habits of um car guys and drug users are probably pretty close as far as like irrational thinking, overspending, <laughs> that type of stuff. Tunnel vision. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot of similarities. I think there's a lot of similarities there. That's fair. I haven't read the psychology or anything. Smoke tires, not drugs, kids. There we go. We need a T-shirt that says that. I designed one a while ago. We I should, should get it. Released. We should wrap that sucker up. Summer collection. I'd wear that. Coming soon. Um, interesting. Well, speaking of, unless you got more on this, speaking of purchasing a bunch of old Supras and European... I was trying to find if there was the full write-up. There's oh. the firehouse. Oh, that's cool. It's like a Google Street View, though. I'm yeah. assuming it looked nicer than that. Um, well, here's a little more specs about the car. Um, so he had a 96 model Supra with 22,900 miles on it. That one um, got bid up to 170000 Wow. That was as of this writing. So I think the auction was live while they were writing this. 97 Supra was at 155, um, And that was on a 90, oh, a 93 one with just 8,000 miles had reached up to 130. Wow. That's interesting. Well, okay. So on that note. Crazy. So we're talking about purchasing a ridiculous amount of cars and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um. What's the segue for this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying hard, man. Uh, marketplace. Selling your cars. Buying your cars. Trading oh, yeah, cars. Yeah, that's what we were going to talk yeah. about. Yeah. That's what... Well, we, this is the path we sort of prescribed. <laughs> yeah, it took yeah, a yeah. Craigslist, too. Uh, but no, we want to talk a little bit about... like I, You guys have... Everybody has had... And we're all guilty of... Probably all car guys have sent the Is This Available text to a lot of things. Hey, you know what, No though? intention of purchase. You know what, though? Hmm. I've accidentally bumped that button more times than I've hit it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like on, I bet Facebook has that button real sensitive. Like they have the sensitivity turned all the way up. You just touch anything near it. it yeah. Cause I've like just like yeah. clicked on something and scrolled and then yeah. it's been like, ding. Yeah. And then I immediately go to messages and be like, sorry, man. Yeah. Bad thumbs or whatever. Yeah. Cause I hate when people send it to me and then yeah. I'm probably like, yes, it's available. And then it's just ghost. Yeah. Like, that's that's fine the stereotype. Say, but you do it though. You do it. You send the, are you available to things you're not going to buy? sure oh yeah all the time <laughs> no i'm saying i accidentally hit Holier it though more than times than that than purpose, oh yeah for sure. accidentally but no i'm a i'm a i'm a gentleman though i rewrite it 
I don't just do the hi, are you, is this available? Yeah, it's like, hi, beautiful Corvette. Hey, Kevin, yeah. love what you've done with the car. Yeah, yeah. Really I was nice wondering if the vehicle is still available. How you know, long have you owned it? Up? Yeah. yeah, how long have you owned it? Ask a What's question. What's the maintenance history on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I thought it'd be cool to talk a little bit about, like, because, you know, some people, like, I know, um, like, some people have never sold a car private party before, and that, like, scares mm -hmm. them. There's a lot. Obviously, you have to, like, negotiate. You have to go through that whole thing. A lot of people haven't ever bought a car private party because that kind of scares them. Um, because you're not, you don't have the dealer, you don't have like any recourse afterwards. It's kind of as is if you're right. buying some private party. And then, uh, especially a lot of people haven't like traded for stuff before and yeah. done like, like I'm trying to trade up to a camper and doing the whole thing. Um, but like people haven't done that. And like we've both, I think, have you ever traded cars? Never. Oh, okay. I've done yep. it a lot. Yeah. Um, I've never successfully done a trade. Oh, I've tried. Weird. Yeah. Uh, with every car I've ever sold, I think I put it up for trade or like sent it to people. Even with the Audi, yeah. oh yeah, I was really trying to trade for a 911. Yeah, that was like the cool. goal for it. But every 911 guy was like, <laughs> "It's okay. Like, <laughs> this is a Porsche. I know. <laughs> You're like, I was okay. like, dude, you have a 99 911. I'm yeah. trying to trade you a 2017 Audi. Yeah, with half the miles. Yeah, and they're like, no. It's like, okay. They're like, they're like, okay, is it water cooled? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Easy. And like, uh, when it rains. <laughs> so. Anyways. Yeah, so with all that, like, I don't know, I guess we can start with, uh, maybe start with buying, because we both have done that recently. <laughs> what, tips for? Yeah, tips for, like, how to engage, like, what the process is, anything, anything across the board with it, with buying and then selling, and then we can go into trading. So, I don't know, what are some questions that you normally ask? How do you, how do you filter it, through? I a few things to avoid, yep. I would say. Because um, something you said before, too, yeah. Marketplace killed Craigslist. Like Craigslist used to yeah. be the thing. It was like Craigslist. Well, not if we have anything to say about it, because we might blow them up with this whole forums thing. Fair. It, with digital diagnostics. Fair. But I found my Porsche on Craigslist. I found mm -hmm. my Audi on, on Craigslist. My BMW. All those, I think, was before Marketplace. Yeah. I was found like thing. my first five cars probably through yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. 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 Your Datsun was on Craigslist, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Yep. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So my Subaru, time. I think. No, that was Facebook Marketplace by then. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I, I would say a few things to avoid. If you're trying to buy something, especially if you're trying to get a halfway decent deal mm -hmm. on something, mm -hmm. don't just send an offer. It's your first message. Right. Like, would you take X? If you have a budget of a very specific amount, yeah. Like if your budget is five grand and you're looking at seven to nine thousand dollar cars, mm -hmm. do not message them and say, Would you take five? Cash. No. Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. You I I would I would get to that before you go meet with them Yeah, with the plan of offering them five if yeah. that's your absolute max budget because there's yeah. nothing that annoys somebody. There's nothing that closes a door more than that than like wasting somebody's time. Yeah, And and I get it. Like you want to be able to negotiate and try to get yeah. a good deal and stuff like that. But I would always sort of hint at that before you get out there because yeah. I think we both had that where people have like yeah. shown up to look at something and they're yeah, like, I just had that without I, <laughs> I'd really like to be around here. And it's like, well, I'd really like it to be a million, but right. we can't have right. what we want. Right. And this is the price for right. this car. Well, and it's hard to like balance too. Like some people, like I've had people and I understand it. Some people are like, I will not give you any sort of indication of a number until I see the car kind of a thing. And then other, like I prefer to like know we're in the same ballpark before. For sure. But like before you get to the price question, make sure you ask like, like it's like anything. You have to have reason to convince. You have to have enough like, evidence or enough something to like substantiate what you're going to say so yep. if it's a seven thousand dollar car and you want to get it for five you have to know that there's some like reason for yeah. that so like either do research on other models and like see okay there is maybe this person is like overestimating the value of their car so there's like other reasons to say like hey there's these other ones posted 
for this. So I'm just wondering if you guys have room. Sometimes people are just shooting in the dark. Sometimes they have reasons. But like asking, like, what is the maintenance history on the car? How old are the tires? When's the last time it's been serviced? What Are there any yep. current issues with the car? Does anything leak? Can you give me photos of the undercarriage? Like anything? Because then you can use any of that kind of stuff as like you it's way more attractive like we've all gotten the like the comments or like the message to say you know whatever it's listed for this they offer you like half price like i'll give you this cash that doesn't mean anything but if somebody Mm -hmm. has a thoughtful like hey we've already dialogued about this i've proven that i'm kind of serious given the rust situation at the bottom i know the rear brakes are a little bit old and you say the tires are old given all of that would you consider an offer for this like that means a lot more to people because they they see okay like you're a serious person you're not just like throwing out a random like a random low ball offer or something yep. like that. Yep. So 100%. definitely do like the due diligence of that. And like Googling, like another big thing is um because we had to do this in buying a bunch of different cars. But like you Google like what are common issues with those cars or common things that should be replaced. Because yep. then when you're asking questions, you're not just general like when was the oil changed? Because that doesn't really matter. Yeah. But like knowing like, oh, I'm looking at this car. Okay, it's got this many thousand miles. Have you ever had the timing belt done on it? Like if specifically like S4s. Like if you're looking at like an early 2000s S4 with the V8 and it's got like close to 100,000 miles on it. It yeah. needs to have had the timing done because if it doesn't, it will need to get done very soon. Yep. So like that could be a make or break. Like, yeah, looking at those major maintenance yeah. points and miles and then figuring out when they were done. Ideally getting receipts for it. Not everybody's yeah. going to have them. You're going to have to like take someone's word for it. But yep. ideally you have a little bit more leverage if yep. you don't have receipts for stuff, even if yeah. they say it's been done Yeah, to get a little bit better price. But that'd yeah. be my number one. Don't do not do. It's just lowball. Um, right. Do not just click highest available on all of them. Um, what would be another another don't? Another don't. Book? Well, another oh, huge. Here's, here, I just yeah. thought of it real quick before yeah. I forget. Yeah, go ahead. Don't ask if people will take payments. <laughs> they will not. Nobody's taking payments on their car. Sorry. You know who does take payments? Banks. Thanks. Yeah. Go get a loan. There's right. No problem with that. Right. That's a big. So, like having, I've had people come and look at cars before that like have no. Like, like have your payment thing kind of figured out before, like have, have some idea of what you're going to do, whether it's like a cash thing or if you're going to get a loan for something, like have that all sorted out before. Yeah. Um, cause that I've missed deals before where like you found the thing and you're like messaging somebody about it, but you didn't have that part figured out or you're like waiting for something to sell and then you missed the car. Yeah. Like that, that part's super hard. So I have something in mind, um, just for like how you're going to carry that because that's yeah I've, I've had people too like will you take this diamond ring or will you take this whatever yeah, and it's just like random stuff. like sometimes trading is fun we'll get to that in a minute but mm-hmm. but yeah definitely that um the other thing like the definite don't is like like don't definitely do your due diligence before to figure out some of these things and don't just take people like don't just go into a deal and be like oh this car's kind of cool i'll go take a look at it kind of a thing and just yeah. like be all excited about it um definitely pay attention too to like the like how the owner talks about some of the things with the car. Cause like, we've all definitely like, like you looked at a car and he kind of admits to like treating the car horribly. Like that means a lot. <laughs> so yeah. be cautious entering a car like that. Yep. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that, a lot of that kind of stuff, but I don't know if you have any like horror stories or weird things. I've only had one car that I went and looked at that I had like ended up walking away from. And that's not a good thing. Cause I tend to just, once I'm there and see the car, I'm usually like, that's really usually cool. sure enough that if you're actually yeah. going to go spend the time to go yeah. meet somebody for it, because we were talking about that before. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met somebody for a car that I didn't buy. Yeah. But you know what? That reminds me. I met someone with my three 325i convertible mm-hmm. for trade. Oh, okay. I think you were there. In, I met him in, well, we don't say where we met him, but um, he had a 99 Audi TT. Oh, uh, the 225 edition 
Okay. In a manual. Okay. Um, absolutely beat to death. Oh, like no. the worst TT. And your BMW is in nice shape. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was clean. It's 110,000 miles or something like yeah. that for 95. Yeah. It's pretty, it was pretty well taken care of. Um, at least that's what the ad said. <laughs> and, um, anyways, I, th- I think that's the only deal like that, that I've walked away from. Mm. And he was mad about it too. Was he? He ripped off so hard. Really? Like, drove away so hard. I was like, that's why I didn't want the car. Because yeah. yep. you don't treat it well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's, maybe that's a good note though too, is like another thing when buying cars, like don't be there. Dad has said it a million times. It's hard to live by, but like there will always be another deal. There will always yeah. be another car. And like there is like the one, when I started my trade challenge thing, I was trying to get rid of that Goldwing and I found a guy with a lifted um, Grand Cherokee, like kind of local to me. And so I went and checked it out and he said it was having a couple electrical issues and he couldn't get it. It like wasn't idling right or something. And so I went and looked at it and like in my head, like it was going to be a trade up. So like I'd get to this and I could swap it. I could swap the wheels to Chloe's Jeep. Like I could do some stuff. And I just went and I just like had a bad feeling about it. And like I'm looking and I was just like, I walked through the whole thing and looked at it and I'm just like honestly man like I don't think I can do it like I don't think I can take this on but like it's not and like because of that I ended up training for something else it was great another deal yeah. happens but but there's like there's always another car like I probably should have done that with my 944 there was enough red flags with that thing I should not have bought that one I should have waited longer but yeah. I, I had fallen in love with it like it's hard not to especially when you've asked all the questions on marketplace and stuff like it's hard to show up and then see that something contradicts that and be like I think I have to walk away from that. Like we had it with a couple Subarus that we looked at where we showed mm-hmm. up and it was like just too many weird things where they're like, Hey, where's the trunk button? I'm like, ah, it's missing. I don't know. And you're just like, yeah, like, I don't know if I can, I can't go there kind of thing. Like I got to step back, but yeah, don't be afraid when you show up, like you're under no contract. You don't have to feel bad. Like you show up and you see something that contradicts it. Like that's going to be a way more expensive thing down the road potentially. Sure. So like trust your gut, walk away from it. There will always be another car. It might take a little while longer. It may be inconvenient, but there will always be another car. And ask good questions. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. It might be easily explainable. Yeah. Yeah. And and don't be afraid too. like, I've been on the selling side of it a lot where like, I'll let, like people do the test drive and then they feel really awkward about like having the conversation right after the test drive kind of a thing. And I'll just be like, Hey, like, do you want me to walk away? Like, I'll walk away so you can talk about this and like have a little bit right. of privacy. Yeah. Because like some people, especially at like dealerships, they'll like crowd you and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Up? What do you think? What are? And it's just like, like, don't be afraid to like take some space. Like, you could look at a car, you could drive away, take a second, talk about it, whatever. But like, make sure like it's hard to not get lost in. It's like an uncomfortable experience for so many people, I think, because they don't you don't buy cars very often. So unless you're asking, we're ridiculous. Yeah. But like, probably buy cars more often than most. Yeah. Not us well, in particular, but us, like yeah, you guys too. Everybody. Um, but like a lot of people can be, that can be kind of an uncomfortable situation. And like, so you kind of got to get yourself out of, I forget what Jocko calls it, like the fog of war or whatever. Like you got to like step your way back from it a little bit. <laughs> so it's so like, yeah, it's so intense. Get away from it. But um, <laughs> like if you're, if you, you like test drive the car, you're trying to take in all this information. It's the first time you've ever seen it. Like you have to get yourself in some sort of headspace to like step back and think logically about it to be like, okay, like, they kind of smelled like this or that part kind of knocked. How expensive do I really think that'll be? Is that yeah. Take like take a second to like collect your thoughts and everything. And if you got to you know, tell the person, like, give me a second, like that's totally within bounds. You the can other thing that. you can do is, um, this is, you're probably not going to get everybody who's going to be willing to agree to this, but mm-hmm. I just had it selling the Audi. Mm. Um, I had a full inspection done prior mm. to the sale. Mm. Something that the buyer wanted. He wanted to f- make sure that yeah. everything was good and yeah. he felt comfortable with it. And we have a local shop that does, it was like $90, I think. That's and they, they took a few hours and cool. 
went through the whole thing, drove cool. it, like tested the brakes yeah. and all, all, it was a very detailed report. Yeah. Um, cool. And there was stuff that came up on the report that I had no idea about. Oh, I was wow. like, I didn't know that the rear shocks were just, he's like, it's really not anything to do right now, but they're just starting to leak a tiny bit. It's gotcha. like, if you rub your hand on it, you can get a little bit of fluid on okay. your hand. That's not, you know, that's some signs that some right. seals are leaking. Like, Real little stuff, but I like that because they were super thorough. Yeah, that's cool. Even like the battery, they like tested the whole battery. It's like technically failed the load test. It's not going to give you any problems right now. Sure. But like, like may want to think about it's that. It's on the way down kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, so, so that could be something. Not everybody's going to want to do that, especially if they're hiding something. But right. if they're absolutely adamant about not having it inspected, right. that could be a red flag. That's a good point. You know? That's a really good point. Another thing too, like I, my rule is like if I'm buying a car that's like more, like more than $20,000, I always want to get a Carfax report. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's actually a way, I don't remember how to do it, but like somehow if you sign up for the app or something like that, you can get like a free like preview of all the history without like having to pay for the thing. But I mean, that's kind of cool. Like the Carfax, I paid for it for three different Audis. When we were shopping for a Q7, I figured like that was enough. I was enough invested into a car that I really should look at the whole history just to see like what stuff has all been done. $30 is probably going to save you. Yeah, because that's all it is, 30 bucks. And like when when you're inspecting multiple vehicles, I think I paid whatever it was, it's like 60 and you get three reports. Oh, so then bad. like you had it in the hopper. So like, cause I looked at one and I discovered something I didn't like. So then I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that this one, like one was purchased by a salvage yard at one point because it was in an accident mm. and they repaired it. But if I didn't have the Carfax report, I wouldn't have been able to see that that had been done. I know yeah. those cars can be finicky. So, um, so there's, there's stuff like that. That's really, really worth it to see. And you get the VIN from somebody. And I mean, that can, like you just said too, that can be kind of a good filter on like, are they hiding anything? Is there anything weird with the yeah, history? Yeah, they of the won't car? give you the VIN. I mean, I don't, I don't personally know any reason that someone would not want to share a VIN no. other than hiding something, right? Right. Because right. you can't really, unless you're hiding like something weird with the title, but you'd catch that when you looked at the title. That probably you, like, brings us to it. a good next piece. Yeah. Um, if you're exchanging funds, um, get a title. Yep. That won't always happen at like a dealership and stuff like that. You yeah. Know, they're gonna ship it to you or whatever. Right. Um. I did just sell my Audi without the title. That's like kind of a special situation right. that worked out. Right. But um, in general, yeah. <laughs> if you're buying a car, you're going to want to sign, you're going to want to have that title there, review yep. it, make sure there's no liens that are shown up on there. Yep. And have that signed over to you by the person who actually owns right. it. Um, and, and make sure you bring the right title. Cause I did that recently where I sold, I handed over the wrong two title. episodes ago, right? You tell yeah. that story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and over the wrong sure title, the wrong vehicle. Double check, because like you can check the VIN of the title to the VIN of the car, do all that kind of stuff. Make sure everything's looking good. Um, yeah, definitely check that and make sure you know if you're receiving. Like some people will get um, like a cashier's check from a bank or something like that. Like if you're going to do that type of a situation, be at your bank so you can deposit it right away. 100%. Verify that it's all correct and everything like that. There's a yep. lot of scams that happen from people just not verifying the correct funding method, things like that. Another thing I like to do, I don't know how like legally protecting it actually is but like if i know if i'm selling a car and there are like disclosed issues that i've discussed with the buyer i'll write up a uh, bill of sale which is just 100%. like it sounds yep. like an official document it's not it's just written up to say there is an official like, document yeah there's like official templates and stuff you can yep. start from but I, like i use that for the audi since yeah. you didn't have the title yeah. on hand right away because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I, a whole other story i have but. one written because like for instance when i traded my gold wing for the snap-on toolbox there's there have been people who've traded snap-on toolboxes that they were still paying for and oh. like in some cases they could come to you or some weird thing i wanted to protect myself so i like i wrote up a document that said i'm trading an 84 Goldwing that has issues idling it's had this done it's had this done and i know this needs to be done but like that's all the stuff we talked about 
So yeah. it's like kind of putting it out there so they can't come back to you and be like, oh, you scammed me out or whatever. It's just like, well, you signed the thing. Yeah, the whatever. trade stuff is interesting. Yeah. I know Wisconsin, I mean, we're in Wisconsin. So yeah. Wisconsin's pretty easy on that yeah. type of stuff. So yeah. look up your rules or whatever per your yeah. state. I know for Wisconsin, any non-dealer sale is an as-is sale. Yep. Regardless. Yep. Like there's no warranties assumed. Yep. There's no condition assumed. Yep. It's as-is. Yeah. You got to do your due diligence to yeah. figure it out before you buy it. But check yeah. on your state. Yeah. You know, they're... Yeah, I like to do it just for a little bit of like... I had one guy... I never thought about it till when I bought my S6. Um, the guy who I bought it from had written, handwritten whole... He had all the receipts and stuff, but he handwrote a whole document just to say like, hey, I just want it like... I just want to confirm this is the list of things that is wrong with the car that I have talked about with you. So like, this is all the stuff I'm aware of. So like, has this, has this, has this, has this. Just to make sure you're... So like, I I took it as like, Okay, he's being like super honest with me. So I felt great about buying the car because yeah. of that. So like it can be kind of a vote of confidence too for that of like, for sure. I just want to be sure you 100% understand what you're getting. I'm not hiding anything from you. I know when I'm selling my Audi now, like a lot of people are asking, they're like, like they'll come up and they're like, so tell me about the car. I'm like, how long would you like me to talk? Because I will talk your ear off. I will tell you yeah. everything that's ever happened with anything with it. Like, and they're like, yeah, tell me everything. I'm like, okay. And then right, I like dive in. Yeah. So I know people super appreciate that. Bill but. of sale too, just uh to go further into the nuance of why these yeah. are helpful. Yeah. Um, I had an issue with uh, insurance actually mm. with a bill of sale. Really? So I had written one up. I, I have done it for every car I've sold, but yeah. um, for the truck in particular, mm. last summer mm-hmm. I sold it um, and my fault forgot to take it off my insurance. So I had still been paying insurance for it. Oh, wow. Up until like two weeks ago. Oh, I finally my got gosh. it all really? situated. Yeah. Um, and most, I think this is most insurance providers. Um, if you don't cancel it within like three months of selling it uh-huh. um you can still cancel your policy but you can't cancel it to the date that you sold it gotcha without proof gotcha and i was like how do i prove i was like i don't have it you want right. to come to my house right it's, gone. <laughs> right. it's not here anymore right and um you know i'd ask them well can't you guys tell like in the dmv system that yeah. the title has changed owners yeah. and they're like well yes we see that it's changed owners right i was like was it around the date that i told you i sold it yeah is that interesting um but they they were like technically Two people can insure the same vehicle at the same time. Like that's really? allowed. So because of that, we can't oh, cancel we can't it back to that it. date because we can't prove that you didn't need insurance on it during that time and you're just trying to get a refund, right? Weird. So kind of an interesting thing. But so the, my only proof that I could have for that was yeah. a bill of sale. So I had to like you had track it? down the prior guy. I had to get it <laughs> and keep it. So I had to Oh, you track. found him. Wow. Yeah. So I luckily this is the beauty of marketplace. Right. So I could go back in my sale post, see who I said bought right. it, message him. Right. And we had stayed in touch anyways because he owns a local business and stuff. So oh, that's cool. I I have like stayed in touch with I've realized I have stayed in touch with every buyer of every car really? I think I've ever sold. That's cool. Well, I know you just posted about the Datsun guy. I think he's Dotson on the page guy. now, right? Yep. That's yep. awesome. He's in the group. He posted about it. Yeah. Oh, he posted yeah, yeah, yeah. about the okay. car. Um, it looks great, by the way, guy. I mean, I, I know the guy who bought my Audi, obviously, because we're still texting because the title situation and yep. stuff, but um, we're friends on Facebook and like yeah. have each other's numbers with yeah. like almost everybody yeah. with like my red WRX, yeah. um, my Datsun, of course, and that's probably it. There's a few yeah. I, I haven't. The memorable cars, I'll say, I've yeah. kept in touch with. The ones that I've been like, I don't want to, you know, take this. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, I've just kind of brushed yeah. those off. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that can help with, yeah. with those type of situations or any kind of like, yeah. this, this is going to be, I feel like this part's becoming a little bit boring, but liability issues wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. You well, know, that's what I've been concerned about with it. It's yeah. just like, just to disclose, like, someone buys your car and then like in two weeks or whatever, they get in an accident, abandon the car or whatever and they go away. Right. And they never registered it. 
and it's not under their insurance, but it's right. still registered in your name and you're right. still insured with it. Right. It's going to come back to you. And, right. and like, how do you prove without a bill of sale that you sold? You could show right. messages and stuff, but right. like if there's no proof that this person right. actually bought your car. Right. It's not signed you know, or anything. Yeah. 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 It's kind of yeah. tough. So, so then yeah. switching gears now, pun intended. Here we go. To selling cars. Yeah. Where's some tips there? I know a biggest, the biggest one for me is just being honest 100%. and like, and actually like, I hate when there's a sale post and it's like this car and then the description is this car located in this place. This is the price. And like, that's it. It's like, I love being super, th- I've gotten way better response just by being really thorough. Yep. It's kind of, you like weed out all the junk inquiries, at least most of the junk inquiries up front. Right. If you're like, this is the, f- these are the features that the car has. This is the maintenance that's right, been you don't done. Get dumb questions. Yep. Then. And then your terms of like, are you cons- are you open to trades? Are you just cash only? Where are you located? Any of that kind of stuff. But like being upfront and descriptive about like what you're actually selling and like why right. you're selling it for the because that's kind of your opportunity to make the case. Like I'm asking this much. This is why I'm asking this much for right. it. And like kind of spell that all out for people. Yep. So that seems to be that's the biggest like, thing. Um, <laughs> that my Audi listing. Yeah. Was probably the worst listing I've ever done. <laughs> It was three photos okay. of uh, technically current condition, current yeah. condition, but not current uh, look. It still had the front windshield tint on and everything. Oh, sure. But I had already had that changed out sure. and stuff. Sure, but I did. I did it so quick. Three photos and like short description. It's like miles, year, yep. or like what it was yep. and price. And it was like, message me for details or something. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to update the ad in a week. <laughs> Like never, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> never updated it, but I sold it. Did you just have that. the copy paste thing that you'd send to people then of like, so yes, what's the details I sent it to one person build? and then I just copied and pasted it to everybody else. And then as I added details, yeah. I would then expand it and yep. then start sending that to yep. other people too, That's which so is funny. kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, generally you want to do a decent description. I mean, put the stuff that you know about it, take some decent, clean your car. Yeah. Guys, vacuum yes. your cars, clean your cars, take your shoes out That's of the like rear the windshield. That's like the biggest weird thing, right? Is like when you get really crappy photos of like dirty cars and then people are asking a lot for it. Yeah. It's like you have to, if you're, unless you're just looking to dump something and you don't care, then yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter what photos you take. But yeah, if you're looking to like, I mean, what we try to do is like not lose money on car deals if possible. Like, yeah. it's like try to keep or earn a little if you got a good deal on it or whatever. Yep. But like, if you're going to do that, try to like put your best foot forward to yep. like clean the car. Go. I have a spot where we took pictures and video of your Audi actually over by my house. That's your photography That's spot. Always where I go. So I go yep. there and I take the full, like every picture of the outside, every picture of the inside and all that stuff. What's cool but, with Marketplace too is you can do videos now. I haven't utilized yeah, it yet. Me either. But it I thought that'd be kind of cool too, but I haven't yet. to do like a actual, like a yeah. produced, like cool video. That would be cool. You know, of the car. Yeah. yeah. That would be neat. That, that would help a lot. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Like a quick snippet of it yeah. and stuff. But yeah, that's a I, that's the biggest stuff. Make the car clean and presentable, not just yeah. condition wise, but in your ad too. Yeah. Like make it yeah. easy to read, make it, you know, yeah. all the details that are going to be yeah. understandable. And then just don't be a jerk. That goes yeah. for the buying and selling side. Like to have a conversation with people and mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's easier in the car, um, car enthusiast world. Yeah. And for the most part anyways, yeah. like someone who's like, like loves the car yeah. and like has had an amazing time with it for whatever reason they're choosing to move on to move yep. on to something else sometimes it's impulse yep. and that's what's happened to a lot of us yep. it's like my Subaru is for sale right now right. Right. I have no intention of selling it right. but it is listed Right. if so, if a good offer comes along or right. you know like right. a good trade deal yep. or something like that comes yep. I'm open to it but um, so like most people in the car enthusiast world anyways are pretty reasonable yep. to deal with yep. and like you can make good friends out of it like yeah. I plan on staying in touch with the guy who bought the Audi. We're probably going to see each other. He went to a show like the next day that he bought it. That's, that's awesome. awesome. So, so yeah, that's a, the biggest thing. Yeah. That's probably the biggest overall tip. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. 
yeah, it's like you got to be reasonable. And like we've all shot our fair. Like I've sent lowball offers to people being like, I understand this makes no sense, but like just yeah. got to see. Because I've had weird stuff where like I offered to trade somebody my Q7 for a camper. And they were like super weird. I've been shopping for Q7s and then like had dialogue and stuff. But like you never know like what people are looking for, what people would want to do. Yeah. But like, yeah, just being being reasonable. And then like we were dealing with I have one of my cards listed for sale right now. And I've been getting snarky responses from a guy like all morning <laughs> on it. And it's just like, like, get like I have a lot of fun. I have to fight the inner childish urge to just like <laughs> drop jokes back to people all the time because it's very so that's where we too. differ on these things because you like to uh pursue the argument more oh, or less dude. or like could be i don't want to say be petty with them but like you'll give the same energy back yeah. oh yeah whatever and yeah. i am so quick to block people oh yeah if someone sends me something stupid i'm just like three dots block yes well i'll do like like uh, like if somebody sends me like you had a great idea for a response today though it's like if somebody sends me like a really really low offer i'll respond and say yes and then i'll respond and say oh i'm sorry i thought we were just exchanging jokes that's a good then, one too but that's then good one too. he was saying like you should have them like all right meet me at the bank and then when they show up at the bank be like all right now go inside and get the extra money that you'd owe me for the deal or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is no, pretty my great first too. response was pretty good too what was to your first? just diffuse it be like yeah that's a good tip <laughs> yeah. seven sends you something stupid like yeah. you're asking way too much for yeah. it yeah you know that's a good tip i might yep. adjust the price and yep. just, they're not gonna have anything else yep. to say yeah but no, that's had... my favorite snarky one though yeah that's a good like, one okay sure yeah. why don't we here. meet here yeah and then you meet him there what are we yeah. doing at the bank oh uh, i'll be there in a little bit um after you go out and take the extra four thousand dollars yep. yep. or go get a loan yep. for the difference yeah it's like yeah. people for the most part people are pretty good on there uh, but I mean, you get your you get your bad apples from both sides of things from, you know, sometimes you're purchasing something. People have unrealistic price. Like I've, I've been searching for cars before where I've messaged them to be like, I'm really interested. I think your price is wrong compared to other stuff. And they're like, I know what I have. And you're like, and like, I'm that guy right now with my Audi, I think for good reasons. But who knows? But like I, I, everybody's been on both sides of those deals. It's just not again, not everything is nothing's going to be the only car, like unless you're buying a one of one Koenigsegg. Like nothing's mm-hmm. going to be the only car, the only deal, right. whatever. Like you, if it, it's not going to work for some, sometimes you'll find a great deal. Sometimes people really are just strapped for something they can't move on price. Sometimes people don't care. They just want to get rid of it. Like you yeah. never know till you ask kind of a thing. But so don't be afraid to like when buying or selling, like don't be afraid to pursue like something. If the price is a little wrong, like trust your research and offer them, reach out. If they say no, they say no, you move on. If they yep. don't, whatever. But or like if the price is too high, but it's in your budget, and you really want it, go yeah, for it. Right. So cars, at some point, cars kind of are just bad investments. So. Yeah. It's, <laughs> until you get to a spot where it's like supercars that are either limited make or just hold their value well enough that yeah. it's like you're going to be coming out ahead on, on it. not even necessarily coming out ahead, but like you're buying a, a Lamborghini for like 150 grand and you're able to sell it for 150 grand after a couple of years of ownership and you're essentially owning that car for free. Yeah. Like until you get to that point, most cars you're buying are going to be like that. Yeah. Well, Unless you get some, like yeah. my Audi, I did pretty well on. Yeah. Bought it for I, 30, sold it for 28. Yeah, I don't think any of your recent cars and none of my recent cars have been any loss other than like right. operating costs. Cause that's like the biggest thing. If you can get in and out, if you're, I guess if you're trading and getting rid of cars as much as we are, like you can kind of like float on it. You won't like make crazy deals unless you buy like fixer uppers and do things, and then you can yeah. actually make money off cars, which is kind of that's always super rewarding if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's more of an anomaly. Like, yeah, if you find if you find the car and it's like a couple grand and whatever, like if you're gonna take a loan on it, and it's just it's not gonna change it that much if you're just paying cash yeah. and you have the cash for it. Like I did the math the other day because uh, cost of ownership is one thing, but like the that that's the thing you're not gonna be able to make up for. 
Right. Unless you just sometimes steal you can, a but car, it's rare. You know, yeah. if you get it for so cheap. Right. And there's like, like we've all had yeah. situations, not necessarily just with cars, but with anything that we're yeah. buying, where you buy something that has an issue, and then you get it, and you figure out it's like, oh, I just had to turn this. Right. And then it, it's my perfect Jeep again. was that way. I bought that oh, Grand yeah? Cherokee for twelve hundred bucks, and then put rear brakes and a skid plate on it, and then we sold it for three grand, like a year later. So like that one, which Jeep? The Grand Cherokee, second Grand Cherokee, I had. When we had second grand Cherokee, yeah, yeah, light blue one. Oh yeah, I don't know if you ever saw it. It wasn't that Very long. Briefly. We had it, yeah. just as a bridge before we got the Subaru. Gotcha. Like that one worked out well because the guy couldn't get it started. He just wanted it out of his driveway. Um, I hit the ha- I hit a hammer on the starter and it started right up. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, good for you, man. I'm like, take it. I'm done. Oh, that's cool. He didn't so then, try to turn it back. Yeah, yeah. And I because I had told him I was like, well, you know, it needs a new starter, but he's like, just take it. But so like sometimes you can get ahead on that, but that's definitely not like a. Like a good strategy to go into cars. No, you're not gonna have your operating cost, especially if it's like a fun car that you want. Like yeah. if I, like I would love to have like a um, like an early 2000s 911, and like it would be nice of me to think that that would be even like with my Porsche. Like it's nice to think like, oh, it's gone up in value since I've had it. It's like yeah, but how many parts have I bought for the thing? Yeah. Like they're not. You could probably float it. The the funny thing is, the more you spend, the less you lose, for the most part. Yeah. Not in 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 the initial price of the car. Right. Like I bought a, a nearly a flawless car right in right. the audi from right. a dealership certified right. pre-owned technically paid the most for it right i wouldn't say it was severely marked up or anything yeah but i lost i'll, I'll give it seven thousand dollars that i lost sure. over the course of the three years and fifty thousand miles that i drove it and sure. all the fun and stuff that we sure. had with it yeah um and two thousand dollars from purchase price to sale price but the rest of it in modifications and stuff right. right um and i i broke it down if I had not bought it and if I had just leased one to drive mm. for that time, yeah. where you lease, I mean, guys will lease cars, still modify them all and just switch the modifications back to stock yep. before they turn the lease back in. Not yep. supposed to do that, but people do it. <laughs> Nobody does that. So, and it was like, it was something like 20 something thousand dollars that would have cost me Whoa. maybe a little bit more over the course of those three years wow. um, to lease it. So you saved a bunch of money modifying yeah. your car. There we go. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It paid for itself. So there there's, 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 well, there's times like, where you can choose to lose less, but a lot of times it's like you pay for the really nice car. You keep the really nice car really nice yeah, and still do stuff that you want with it, but keep the really nice yeah. car really nice. And then you're able to sell it for a really nice car price. Yeah. So. It just, it depends. It all depends on like depreciation timelines too. Cause like, like depends on when you buy something. So like if you get something new and then you get rid of it quick, you're great. If you would have kept yeah. that Audi for 10 years, you would have lost all the money in the world. Cause yeah. like you can get S fours from 2013 for like, eight grand like yeah. the, you know so like it's like if you do if you do anything quick in car world you can kind of can, can skip it like my audi i've had so many people ask me if i'm the original owner i'm like i need you to understand something this was an eighty thousand dollar suv <laughs> yeah, in 2013 yeah. i was a freshman in college yeah, so right. like no i'm not yes, the original owner. <laughs> yeah, daddy's money <laughs> yeah right so yeah so, yeah say all that yes i was yes so like there if you if you can get cars in the right period or if you're swapping every you're doing whatever like you could you don't have to lose a bunch of money on cars like right. if you're smart with it um you know if you look at when things are depreciating like i wouldn't buy like like you could you can see things that are on the decline from original price to where they are now and you're just like yeah that's probably not for me but yeah it's nice to buy them at the bottom too if you're buying something that's older than five oh are we out no it's gone is i don't it, know okay. why like if you're buying something that is probably older than five years old i would want to say yeah for the timeline um then you're in like kind of the danger zone you'll want to you'll want to check on where it's at depreciation wise and try to wait and buy it at the bottom i always i'll add a caveat to to all of this as far as the value stuff goes 
if it's a car that you really want yep. and you can afford it, buy it anyways. Well, that, yeah, that kind of goes like into the, the trade thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, and real quick too on that value thing, like a good way to check for depreciation. So let's say like we're looking at Super Outbacks right now. So like look at Outbacks now, like the price now, and then look at a five-year-old one and a 10-year-old one and a 15-year-old mm-hmm. and just like watch what's happening because they level out at some point. But like you can kind of get a feel then for yeah, like they level oh. out. A good way to check this is go shop for Priuses or go shop for <laughs> Toyotas in general. You'll go look at like a 2012 Prius and a 2005 Prius, and they're the same price. Yeah, it's weird. Like they, they just yeah they hit that yeah and like basically like eight grand. It's like yep. the cheapest you're gonna be yep. able to buy a halfway decent Prius yep. for regardless. Yep. Not that I've been shopping for Priuses, but <laughs> but yeah, it's something you can it. it's something you can look at. So like whatever yeah. you're looking for, like kind of figure that out because like Audis are another great example like if you're looking for an mm-hmm. s4 like you could go buy a new one for like 60 grand or yeah. you could buy a b5 i guess b5s are getting expensive now but like you could buy a b6 i think if you're shopping four. for a new one you're probably not shopping for a b5 no but you know what i mean like if, yeah. you're, if you're looking at so not a new one but if you're gonna buy a couple year old like i would not buy a three-year-old or four-year-old one like that would be like even your S3 is probably like right on the edge of like yeah, I bought it in 20 it was a 2017 so I bought it yeah I bought it three years old yeah 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 I bought it in 2020 oh, so you got pretty lucky mm-hmm. so there, it's just I don't know what period it is then maybe it's once they get like six, it depends on the car six or seven it depends on just, how much I think it depends on the car and how many they made because yeah. the buyer for my car yeah mine was the only one in the state that wow. you could find that's cool that wasn't beat to death yeah. there was like one other one that yeah. had like. 50,000 more miles yeah. and was totally beat up. Yeah. Well, it's weird because if you bought the previous gen, then S3, so like mm-hmm. a year different from yours, it probably would have been what? Like a $22,000 I would have been able to buy it for, I looked at one. It was like 25. Well, I'm saying like, na- oh yeah. So like now, if oh, you, now you can if get you them for low 20s. Yeah. So if you were selling it now, like it already, yep. like the depreciation would have been that much different than what yours was just yep. from little things like that. But yep. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, there's no formula. It's random. <laughs> yeah. It's per but, car. Per per and and demand and then the market too. We happen right. to have gone through some weird yeah, financial changes weird in the last. Like <laughs> my example is not the best example right. because I bought it in 2020 and I sold it in 2023. There happens to have been this thing called inflation that right. has been pretty rampant right. since 2020. <laughs> right. So that helped my cause quite a bit. Right, right. But, yeah, it is a weird time. But that's so inflation thing ties into it too. So like the last category we'll cover a little bit of is trading. Because mm-hmm. trading's a weird thing. And I like it a lot. I've been trying, if you guys have been following the show, I've been trading for a while to try to get up to a camper from a free trader grill that I got. And currently I'm at a pretty sweet bike, which is making me I upset. forgot that your new bike is the most recent iteration of that trade from yep. the free grill. Yep. I thought it had that had sort of ended and now it's like Nope. Nope. That's, that's the same. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at a 2016 BMW F800R, which I also a hundred if I would have had this bike like that sounds years like a twenty five thousand dollar bike. When you say the name out loud, a BMW <laughs> yeah. F800R, yeah. 2016 BMW F800R. If you were just to ask yeah. a random person, what do you think a bike like that costs? Yeah, It'd be yeah. Like, I don't know, twenty grand, yeah. a like bunch. That. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels. I mean, it's got like it has ABX. It has the. I can change the suspension from the handlebars. Like it has so many. It is so much more bike than I ever need at all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I never would have that bike if it wasn't for trading. But that's like where it's kind of cool. So like trading is an interesting thing with cars because you're pulling out of funds like it's not dollars you're not associating anything with dollars right it's all value based on perception so it's uh-huh. like obviously you're not going to go trade like a prius for a 911 because like there is still value associated there's, there's definitely cases there's, that that's happened i'm oh guarantee yeah. oh yeah that that's happened now i want to do it yeah but right. there's but there's wiggle room because like you can say like my whole trade-up thing has been based on like you know i have a i have something that's worth let's say four grand and i see something that's selling for six grand 
like I can communicate with them because I don't, I'm not coming to them with here's $4,000 and they're going, Mm -hmm. well, that's 30% less than I wanted. I'm coming to them with, Hey, here's this motorcycle. And you're kind of, you're kind of offering it up because you don't know you don't know what people want you don't know what's worth to them maybe they've been wanting a motorcycle maybe they're selling this to get a motorcycle maybe whatever you don't know like I've had it a lot with cars where I traded my Porsche 944 I got that because I traded them my Grand Cherokee and it just so happened I had messaged a bunch of people and this guy was looking for something practical that his sister could drive and had this thing and like was oh yeah I'd actually be interested in that I was like really so like it's happened a lot for I've traded a bunch of cars. Um, and then most recently this whole bike thing, but like mm-hmm. that seems to be the biggest thing is like, if you can pull, it doesn't always have to be a big value difference. Sometimes it's just whatever you have a car and you're looking for a truck or you have a truck, you're looking for something more fuel efficient or whatever. If you have a, um, if you have any type of car, if you indicate at all that you would accept any kind of trade or you don't, you're going to get about 50 motorcycle trade offers. Yep. Just, yep. just so you guys know. And if you haven't 49 of them will be me. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep send, 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 send. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, because I've been doing this trade thing and like different people in our family and whatever have been like, yeah, how in the world does it even happen? Like, how do you find the deal? It's like you sift through like 200 bad deals. Like you have, yeah. so that's the thing with trading. Like, be prepared for a ton of rejection. But like, if you have like a plan in mind and like for toys is usually easier than reliable stuff. But like, yeah, if you had like a Corvette and you really wanted to trade into like an Audi something, or you have, you know, a boat and you want to trade for a four wheeler or like whatever, like you can trade anything for anything. The biggest thing with that is like, especially with cars, making sure you have your title. Like if there's loans or anything on anything, it throws a huge wrench in the system. I just had that with the Audi where some guys like, yeah, but we'd have to like, meet at the bank and see if they'll take your car as collateral and all that. I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like that's, that's too much. But, but yeah, like trade stuff, like it confuses a lot of people. It kind of scares a lot of people, but it's really not hard. It's just a matter of like you do some research, know what you have, have a good sales pitch for your thing, especially if you're trying to trade up, like you have to really be able to explain why, like right. why you think you're going to be able to make this thing. Like I got lucky with a couple of my trades cause it just so happened to be like I traded the Goldwing for a brand new Snap-on toolbox, and the guy just didn't want the toolbox. It, it had sat Crazy for a while. Trade. He wanted a project, so he traded. So that was nuts. And then I happened to find a guy who was an aviation mechanic who had the Aprilia, who was like, "Oh, I wanted to buy a new toolbox anyway. That's why I was selling this." So like, sure. Also a crazy. But I trade. messaged so many people. Like imagine, like so many people with like Mustangs. Like, do you want a toolbox? <laughs> like, that's a very different thing. But it's yeah, so it interesting because looking at like the guy who traded the Snap on for the for the Goldwing. Yeah. Like, on your end of it, you look at it kind of like, man, like he got the sour end of the deal. He's looking at it like I took this toolbox right. just sitting there. Right. I couldn't ride it. Right. Couldn't do anything right. with it. Right. You can store tools, whatever. Yeah. Now I got like this motorcycle to work on. Like the value, right. that's what's so cool right. about like the value, value change of it thing, is so yeah. different. It's really weird. Cause I mean, even the first one was Traeger, a Traeger grill that I got for free for the Goldwing. Mm-hmm. And the Goldwing was listed. I think it was listed at $2,000. And then he had it marked down to like 1200 or 1300 or something. Cause he couldn't get it started. He had too many projects. He had a sweet, um, what was it? Six? No, it was an M6. He had like an older M6. Um, or I guess whatever, whatever year they were, the weird swoopy ones or whatever there, mm-hmm. the convertible. Yep. He had that. He had a bunch of other projects and like his wife was just like, you got to get rid of that bike. <laughs> and so I had messaged him and said, need hey, two less wheels in this yeah. crush. And it wasn't for trade. It wasn't anything like that. But I messaged him and said, hey, like this is a weird offer, but I have this nice Traeger smoker. Like I don't use it and I'd way rather have a motorcycle project. I don't know what yours needs, but I'd be interested. And he was like, you know, that sounds like, yeah, that sounds like it would work. And like, it just happened to work out. I messaged so many people that it didn't work out for, but that's all it takes is like the one. 
Mm-hmm. And then like from that, I've had weird deals to now at this 2016 BMW. I'm I don't like, think you're far off from a camper either. No. I'm in the same be. value. It's just so, I don't know what it is. It's motorcycles are weird. I had, I warn everybody <laughs> you're doing a trade challenge. Motorcycles are dicey because it takes exactly the right. Unless you trade for Harleys. That seems to be my thing. If I could get somebody with a Harley, then I think I could oh. get over. It's the fact that it's a weird naked sport bike kind of yeah. thing that people are like hesitant, but a ton of people I've been, my latest thing has been trying to go to Corvette because I think Corvette would go for camper easy. Yeah. But a lot of people selling Corvettes have old knees and don't want motorcycles anymore. <laughs> so that's Fair. been the thing. They graduated but, from motorcycles to Corvette. Yep. yep. But, but it's fun. I mean, you get to, you get to talk to a lot of people about stuff and, like you know you make a lot of connections with it and like the the good deal will happen eventually if you're persistent with it uh you'll weed through a lot of bad deals but it's a lot of like is this interested would you trade for this and like send pictures and then you send pictures and they say no and then you go to the next one so you're deleting messages or they'll say sure if you add this much money on top of it and it's like then you gotta decide i mean yep maybe it makes sense because it is easier to add money on top of something that you already have than sell it and then have the money especially if that deal's available well trades are so nice because then it's not you're not doing the whole like you sell it and then you have the thing and then whatever. Cause if you, I mean the other kind of cool thing, and I believe this, I, don't take this as legal. I shouldn't say that. Never mind. No legal advice. But you, if you just exchange the vehicle that there's a, on the title, it's marked as a trade. So it's a $0 yeah. exchange. So there's That's not, a non-taxable event, right? Right. So there's not like hesitation, all this, whatever sensor, whatever, but <laughs> I don't want to get just too, say, this is my know, bill of sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody should know at this point that, this is a primarily comedy podcast. We yes. can talk about some yes. real car stuff, but you should definitely not be taking. We are giving a little bit of advice. The events discussed in this be, show are not based on real life. Actions. Yeah, we have a little disclaimer or whatever. This is just this is yeah. just for fun. But if you, tra- it's just no, easier because you're not experienced. Yeah, this is what happened. Right, right. You don't have to like go meet somebody and then you have money and then you put it in the bank and then you go shop a marketplace and then you find something and then you wait till it not being a weekend because all deals happen on weekends and you have to wait till it's Monday or whatever to go to the bank again and get your yeah. thing and whatever. And, it's just a whole thing. It's way easier to just find something. Maybe you can come out a little bit ahead. Maybe you have something and it's just been sitting and you find something you really like. It's a little bit less. You can see if they'll throw a little cash on top or just trade for it or whatever. But yeah. it's kind of a fun way to like pop around and trade for different I'm things. Gonna, and I, I have like not persistently, but lightly tried. Mm. Just try to do a trade thing. Yeah. I put my, I have a push lawnmower. Nice. That I put up yeah. for like a week. Yeah. And I, that I didn't get any messages on That's it. So and I sent it to a few people. Yeah. And it was just, of course, nothing. Yeah. But I might have to, because I got that old BMW engine. Yeah. I'll put that out there and see if it anybody wants be, an engine project. It would be interesting to host. So we should talk about this seriously, but it would be fun to host a channel. I thought this would be fun to do annually. Like every summer, we all start with a hundred bucks and mm-hmm. like see what we can trade up for. But yep. it'd be kind of fun on the page to do like, you have like a hundred dollars starting. So like one thing I've been thinking about, I have a air compressor that I got off the side of the road that was, mm-hmm. it was free and it, didn't work because the valve had gone bad on the bottom and I replaced the valve and it works perfect. But I just don't need a big air compressor that much. So I'm like, I wonder like what I could trade for. Like, I wonder where I could go from here. Cause like you just got to start th- like at that level. It's like, whatever. If I say the air compressor is a hundred bucks, then it's like, okay, could I trade for a $200 something? So like maybe a, a toolbox. Cause maybe somebody, if I had a toolbox and I wanted an air compressor, I'd be like, sure, I don't use this, whatever. So trade for that. And then after your toolbox, like, Maybe trade for a nice table saw, and then you got a table saw, and then the table saw yep. trade for a nice snowblower, and then get the snowblower right in time for winter, and then trade that for it's like whatever. a maze. Oh yeah, like you have you see like the beginning and the end goal of what yeah. you want, and then you got to like go this whole roundabout way. Well, gosh, to like and get I that. like I skipped so much, right? I'm on like trade five, and I'm where I'm at. Like yeah. I'm not doing the one guy. I can't think of his name, but the straight guy, up trade up, straight up trade up. Adam, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Like he, like he'll go from like. I mean, gosh, some of those guys, they have like, they're trading like 
some shirts for life vests for a vacuum cleaner for like industrial grade this for a mixer for whatever like they're doing all that level of stuff um i know i have a relative now who's getting like all excited about it because they heard my story of trading stuff and they were like going for it but um you're looking them up now yeah why can't i find him straight up trade up right isn't that his name yeah I don't know. We'll get to it later, but yeah. it, it, it's, it's a very, I will say it's very addicting to get into the whole training thing. It can become like, like my wife will all the time be like, I think maybe you don't need to be on marketplace anymore tonight. Cause I've sent like 40 people messages, but, but it's fun. And if you guys have any crazy trade stories, we'd love to hear about them. Cause I think we've all had like, you know, I have this car, you have this car. Do you want to make a deal? We've yeah. I had those experiences before. Yeah, yeah. Straight up trade up at straight up trade up on yeah. uh TikTok's how I found him. Turns yeah. out he's local. That yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, last I had talked to him because I had sent him some stuff. He was um, still trading the E30. Sick E30. Yeah, very nice for trade. E30. It seems like he's still yeah. in the process of trading yeah, I that. I it. imagine as it gets higher in value, yeah. it gets harder to trade because yeah. the people with the higher value things are probably a little more particular right. about well, I, the perceived value, well, right? Yeah, and like my bike is listed, I think the, the KBB value on it's like 7,500. So like in my mind, it's like in in the lower value, you're talking about a couple hundred dollars and the higher value to have the same effect of like a skip up. You're like, you're like legitimately trying to get people to like knock like thousands of dollars off of things, which right. like, who knows? Some people, maybe they listed their thing a little bit high and you're offering them a little lower and they're like, yeah, it's probably realistic anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't know until you ask. So for sure, you know, you, you'd be expected to be told no a lot, but, but yeah, if you guys have any, like, I'd love to hear any of your guys' trading stories. I like, like that what, idea of a challenge. Maybe like we what weird stuff have that. you guys traded for? Yeah. And then let's, we'll talk about that more and see, like, it feels like that would be a really good start of summer challenge kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it could start in the fall too though, but, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll post, um, maybe I'll post a picture of the bike, talk about trading for it and see what you guys have all traded for. So, so look for that. It's a white motorcycle on the page. Can't miss it. Um, and if anybody wants a BMW, I'm your guy. Um, yeah, we got nearly 500 people in the group too. So I bet you'll find somebody who might actually want to, it'd be kind of cool. But why haven't you posted cool. it in there yet? I don't know. Hmm. It feels I weird. It feels like trying to trade up with a family member. I think oh, in that I group. See what you mean. So I don't yeah. want to like, unless somebody really wants the bike and wants to lose a little value in the thing, that's the goal is to end up at a camper at some point. But, but now I've successfully converted my wife. I haven't converted my wife. She has had a change of heart and says we will never not have a motorcycle. Oh, but I've made the deal with her. I don't want a motorcycle more expensive than my cars. That seems fair. stupid. That's fair. So, so yeah. But anyway, so yeah, post your trades. Um, those are our couple tips. But yeah, if you guys have other tips for like marketplace stuff, it's just not, if you haven't done it yet, like some people, I know one person in particular, one of Tyler's friends, was like nervous about um, like doing private party anything with cars because it's just like, it can be risky. It's well can, less. Yeah, yeah it's it can be, riskier. especially if you, I mean, we were raised, like dad's had, more cars than years he's been married to mom. Like he's had a lot of cars. So we were raised with like cars in and out, whatever their commodities, they're, they're here for a little bit. You enjoy them, you try something else, whatever. Yep. We have a shirt that for our podcast that says life's too short to drive boring cars. So like Fair. it's part of it is it shouldn't, I don't think like when I find out like the whole average people own eight cars in their lifetime. Yeah, I don't believe like that. That sounds horrible. Like yeah. it, you gotta have fun, you gotta try stuff, but but don't be afraid to like, you know, put some feelers out there. It could be on Craigslist, which now charges you $5 to post car ads, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Um, or marketplace or whatever. Don't be afraid to like reach out and ask people questions. Um, and yeah, if you've had any crazy deals, we'd love to hear about them. So post them up. Yeah. Third pedal podcast crew, Facebook group. Yep. And I think that's about it for another rambling episode of the third pedal podcast. We're just going to call this the ramblers pod. I like it though. Ramblers is like rambler is a car thing, isn't it? 
Yeah. It's like an old school thing? Mm-hmm. The Rambler. Like a Suzuki Rambler. Something like that. Oh, I thought it was like a style of hot rod. Anyway, oh, hope be. you guys have a great week. Catch you next time. <laughs> Peace.